litigation in the event litigation was to ensue over the production of the tapes, and also for transcription and authentication of any tape recordings that were produced in response to the subpoena. Now, on April the 30th, the President released to the public and submitted to the House Judiciary Committee 1,216 pages of edited, edited transcripts of 43 conversations dealing with Watergate, portions of 20 of the subpoenaed conversations were included among the 43. Then on May the 1st, the President by his counsel filed a special appearance, a formal claim of privilege, and a motion to quash the subpoena. Now for uh, the United States to conduct a full and appropriate hearing on a motion to quash the subpoena, it became necessary to reveal the grand jury's finding regarding the president. And this was first done by the special prosecutor calling on the chief of staff, General Alexander Haig, and the president's counsel, Mr. St. Clair, and advising them of what had occurred two and a half months prior. And then on the following morning, advising Judge Sirico of what had occurred in camera, and pointing out the necessity of this being used in connection with the arguments on the motion to quash because of their relevance and the necessity of these matters being made a part of the proceeding. Now, the special prosecutor joined counsel for the president in urging that the matter be heard in camera, which was done. Uh, three of the defendants had joined the special prosecutor in uh, moving for the subpoena. All of the defendants at the time of argument in camera to Judge Sirica opposed the motion to quash. I don't see the relevancy of the uh, <clears throat> fact that the grand jury indicted the president as co-conspirator to the legal issue as to the duty to deliver the pursuant to the tape, to the uh, subpoena that you are asking for. The only relevance, Mr. Justice, lies in it being necessary to show uh, under Rule 17C that there is some relevance to the material that we were seeking to subpoena. And the 17C presupposes a subpoena running against the party, <coughs> and the president is no party. He's not a defendant in one of these cases. That's correct, sir, but it was also felt it would be necessary to show why. In order to prove this uh, conspiracy, and in order to provide all of the links in the conspiracy, it was deemed necessary to show that the president was named as an unindicted co-conspirator and also that this proves... Well, I thought that was uh, primarily just for the um, knowledge, information of the uh, House Judiciary Committee. No, sir, that is not correct, sir. It became very important, Mr. Justice, for us to have that as a part of the proceedings so that we could use the various links in the testimony so as to show that the conversations were such as to make one admissible as well, against a co-conspirator. The grand jury sent it to the House Committee, didn't it? The uh, grand jury sent nothing of an accusatory nature to the House Committee, no, sir. 
What the grand jury sent to the House committee was the evidence that had been accumulated, and it very carefully excised from it anything by way of the grand jury's interpretation or anything along that line, Mr. Justice. Now, in its opinion and order of May 20th, the district court first denied... still be here, Mr. Jaworski, whether or not the president had been named as an unindicted co-conspirator, but that simply gives you another string to your bow. Isn't that about it? It's true that it admits some evidence that would otherwise not be uh, admissible. Right, but uh, even had the president not been named, uh, you would still uh, have subpoenaed at least part of this material. There's no question about that, yes, You'd still be here. That's right, sir. Not. That's right, sir. But in order to present the full picture, and in right. order to present that, also was a part of it. District Court denied the motion to quash and the motion to expunge. They had also Mr. been talking. No one, uh, no one yet has ever suggested.